0: You are listening to the Weekly Bible Lesson from the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent, Plainfield, New Jersey, the United States of America. This is the lesson for Sunday, January 28, 2024. Subject, Truth. The Golden Text is from Psalms. Thou hast redeemed me, O Lord God of truth. The responsive reading is from John. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, He is cast forth as a branch, and is withered. And men gather them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. The Bible, Matthew. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And he entered into a ship, and passed over, and came into his own city. And behold, they brought to him a man sick of the palsy, lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. And behold, certain of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemeth. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Wherefore think ye evil in your hearts? For whether it is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and walk but that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. Then saith he to the sick of the palsy, Arise, take up thy bed, and go unto thine house. And he arose, and departed to his house. John Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, We be Abraham's seed, and were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free? Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whoso committeth sin is the servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the Son abideth ever. If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another Comforter, that he may abide with you forever even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more, but ye see me Because I live, ye shall live also. At that day ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Judas saith unto him, not Iscariot, Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him. And we will come into, come unto him, and make our abode with him. He that loveth me not, keepeth not my sayings. And the word which ye hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Acts Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And when Herod would have brought him forth, The same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and the keepers before the door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison, and he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly, and his chains fell off from his hands. And the angel said unto him, Gird thyself, and bind on thy sandals. And so he did. And he saith unto him, Cast thy garment about thee, and follow me. And he went out, and followed him, and wist not that it was true which was done by the angel, but thought he saw a vision. When they were past the first and the second ward, They came unto the iron gate that leadeth unto the city, which opened to them of his own accord. And they went out and passed on through one street, and forthwith the angel departed from him. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, Now I know of a surety that the Lord hath sent his angel and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a damsel came to hearken named Rhoda. And when she knew Peter's voice, She opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate. And they said unto her, Thou art mad. But she constantly affirmed that it was even so. Then they said, It is his angel. But Peter continued knocking, and when they had opened the door and saw him, they were astonished but he beckoning unto them with the hand to hold their peace declared unto them how the lord had brought him out of the prison second corinthians now the lord is that spirit and where the spirit of the lord is there is liberty I will now read correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, by Mary Baker Eddy. To prevent disease or to cure it, the power of truth, of divine spirit, must break the dream of material senses. Truth has no consciousness of error, Love has no sense of hatred. Life has no partnership with death. Truth, life, and love are a law of annihilation to everything unlike themselves because they declare nothing except God. Truth has no beginning. The divine mind is the soul of man and gives man dominion over all things. Man was not created from a material basis, nor bidden to obey material laws, which spirit never made. His province is in spiritual statutes, in the higher law of mind. The Christ-like understanding of scientific being and divine healing includes a perfect principle and idea, perfect God and perfect man, as the basis of thought and demonstration. Knowing that soul and its attributes were forever manifested through man, the Master healed the sick, gave sight to the blind, hearing to the deaf, feet to the lame, thus bringing to light the scientific action of the divine mind on human minds and bodies, and giving a better understanding of soul and salvation. Jesus healed sickness and sin by one and the same metaphysical process. Since the author's discovery of the might of truth in the treatment of disease as well as of sin, Her system has been fully tested and has not been found wanting. But to reach the heights of Christian science, man must live in obedience to its divine principle. To develop the full might of the science, the discords of corporeal sense must yield to the harmony of spiritual sense, even as the science of music Corrects false tones and gives sweet concord to sound. Theology and physics teach that both spirit and matter are real and good, whereas the fact is that spirit is good and real, and matter is spirit's opposite. The question, What is truth? is answered by demonstration, by healing both disease and sin, and this demonstration shows that Christian healing confers the most health and makes the best men. On this basis, Christian science will have a fair fight. Sickness has been combated for centuries by doctors using material remedies, but the question arises, is there less sickness? because of these practitioners a vigorous no is the response deductible from two connate facts the reputed longevity of the antediluvians and the rapid multiplication and increased violence of diseases since the flood semper paratus is truth's motto Having seen so much suffering from quackery, the author desires to keep it out of Christian science. The two-edged sword of truth must turn in every direction to guard the tree of life. If spirit or the power of divine love bear witness to this truth, this is the ultimatum, the scientific way and the healing is instantaneous. The procuring cause and foundation of all sickness is fear, ignorance, or sin. Disease is always induced by a false sense, mentally entertained, not destroyed. Disease is an image of thought externalized. Truth brings the elements of liberty. On its banner is the soul-inspired motto, Slavery is abolished. The power of God brings deliverance to the captive. No power can withstand divine love. What is this supposed power which opposes itself to God? Whence cometh it? What is it that binds man with iron shackles to sin, sickness, and death? Whatever enslaves man is opposed to the divine government. Truth makes man free. You must know when first truth leads by the fewness and faithfulness of its followers. Thus it is, that the march of time bears onward freedom's banner. The powers of this world will fight and will command their sentinels not to let truth pass the guard until it subscribes to their systems. But science, heeding not the pointed bayonet, marches on. There is always some tumult, but there is a rallying to truth's standard. Discerning the rights of man, we cannot fail to foresee the doom of all oppression. Slavery is not the legitimate state of man. God made man free. Paul said, I was free born. All men should be free. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Love and truth make free, but evil and error lead into captivity. The law of Christ or truth makes all things possible to spirit, but the so called laws of matter would render spirit of no avail and demand obedience to materialistic codes, thus departing from the basis of one God, one lawmaker. To suppose that God constitute laws of inharmony is a mistake. Discords have no support from nature or divine law. However, much is said to the contrary. Truth casts out all evils and materialistic methods with the actual spiritual law, the law which gives sight to the blind, hearing to the deaf, voice to the l- dumb, feed to the lame. The infinite truth of the Christ cure has come to this age through a still small voice through silent utterances and divine anointings, which quicken and increase the beneficial effects of Christianity. I long to see the consummation of my hope, namely the students' highest attainments in this line of light. Because truth is infinite, error should be known as nothing. Because truth is omnipotent in goodness, error, truth's opposite, has no might. Evil is but the counterpoise of nothingness. The greatest wrong is but a supposititious opposite of the highest right. The confidence inspired by science lies in the fact that truth is real And error is unreal. Error is a coward before truth. I will now read the three daily duties from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy. Daily Prayer It shall be the duty of every member of this Church to pray each day, should impel the motives or acts of the members of the Mother Church. In science, divine love alone governs man, and a Christian scientist reflects the sweet amenities of love in rebuking sin, in true brotherliness, charitableness, and forgiveness. The members of this Church should daily watch and pray to be delivered from all evil, from prophesying, judging, condemning, counseling, influencing, or being influenced erroneously. Alertness to Duty It shall be the duty of every member of this Church to defend himself daily against aggressive mental suggestion— and not be made to forget nor to neglect his duty to God, to his leader, and to mankind. By his works he shall be judged and justified or condemned. And from Science and Health, Christian scientists, be a law to yourselves that mental malpractice cannot harm you either when asleep, or when awake. This Bible lesson was prepared by the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. It is comprised of scriptural quotations from the King James Bible and correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, 1910 edition by Mary Baker Eddy. For more information, please visit our website, plainfieldcs.com. Thank you for listening, and have a blessed day.